0: Welcome to the Sal Show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome back to the channel and the podcast. It is currently seven twenty-one p.m. East Coast Time, November. 26th, And today I'm going to break down another Thursday showdown slate, Thanksgiving showdown slate, the second game, the Dallas Cowboys and the Buffalo Bills. I, I wasn't going to do this, but I saw there was a $100,000 first prize pool, another huge prize pool for a showdown slate. I'm sure many people uh, will be active in playing it, so I figured putting out a piece of content would be helpful for all of you. If you're new here, welcome to the channel on the podcast. My name is indeed Sal Vetri, and I do indeed cover daily fantasy sports in the NFL, NBA, WNBA, and the MLB streets. You can find some of my exclusive content linked up down below over on Patreon. And if you head over to Instagram and you follow me there, I'll be releasing a story tomorrow on Wednesday, depending on when you're watching this. Maybe it's in the past. Maybe it is in the present. I will be releasing a story on Wednesday telling you how you can get a piece of Patreon content game-by-game notes for all six of these teams, about a page each or so, um, over on Patreon. And I'll be releasing a link to get, the, get you there if you follow over on Instagram so you're notified about it and you have the specific link that it unlocks it. So you check that out on Instagram, Twitter at DFS. And those are all the plugs. I really appreciate it. if you hit the subscribe button. It helps me out a ton if you get any value from this video. Pumping out now our third piece of Thanksgiving Day content. So hopefully this is very enjoyable for people while they travel and or on the morning of Thanksgiving or if you don't like your family, on Thanksgiving in general. So hitting the subscribe button and five-star rate interview on the podcast helps out a ton. Checking out the exclusive content, free strategy guides as well for NBA, DFS, and NFL DFS linked up down below. So I think this slate is very interesting. love the three-game Thanksgiving slate. I think there's some nice spots to take stances on. There's a video up for that if you want to check that out. The night slate video up for that if you want to check that out. A couple hundred thousand to first. Only a solo $100,000 to first in this one, but I think there's ways to gain an edge. There's some cheap players that I think have a lot of upside but we'll start with my yeses i currently have 13 total players in a player pool and you could add more if you're playing more lineups but if you're playing one to five hand building a couple of lineups this is what i would recommend this is what i'm probably going to be doing ezekiel elliott at right now 11,200 is a yes there's three yeses he is one of them buffalo rings 23rd against the run they're very bad on the interior i have zeke projected right now for 23 and a half touches on the screen behind me if you're watching on the video what's going on hello if you're listening on the podcast how those ears doing 23.5 touches is actually what i have him for I will change this from 23 to 23.5 because it'll probably bug me. I have him right now down for uh, 20 and a half carries and three receptions. That's really good and really hard to pass up for on a single game showdown slate where you're going to be going up against a Really two tough secondaries. Dallas has been struggling as of late, but kind of got back on in a bad weather game, but got back on the uh, tops of being a top 17 right now. Seventh ranked secondary, according to Pro Football Focus. When they faced New England last year, they got a little bit better after a couple of weeks of not generating pressure, not really being well in the secondary. They kind of cured that last week, getting Tom Brady in a banged up receiving core, if you will. Maybe a little bit phony, maybe a little bit phantom, but it is what it is. Zeke here, it's really hard to imagine on that type of a slate where there are two good secondaries that a lot of guys can score 20, 25-plus. If Zeke, even at this price tag, goes for 20, if he goes for 18, and his receiving game rolls of late and just his overall usage leading the entire league in red zone carries um, in the usage I have for him today, a pl- positive 19% run blocking advantage is what pro football focus has him at. That is 19% higher than average for the league. Yeah, this is a very good spot for Zeke, 11,200. If you fade him, you're probably going to be with twenty percent of the field he might be 80 percent on 70 percent on 75 percent on so you get leverage there i understand the move to fade him i just don't see that working out on this slate john brown my second yes he's priced up this is a concern but people are going to think that he has a really tough matchup against byron jones but i think i think he sees a lot of a woozy the cowboys number two cornerback byron jones lines up on the right side of the field a woozy 95 of the time on the left side where byron jones primarily lines up fifth or where uh john brown primarily lines up 50 percent of the time uh you have so far this year a giving up 37 receptions 542 yards and two touchdowns it's a little bit below average i think it's still a nice matchup for brown the only problem is indeed that price tag of 9200 he comes in currently on this slate as a top four the fourth highest priced player i do think it's viable though and then who i think right now is the best play on the entire slate is michael gallup at eight thousand dollars uh he'll see a lot of levy wallace Levy Wallace, 47 receptions, 495 yards, and four touchdowns this year, 109.6 pass rating against the worst cornerback on the Buffalo Bills, completely different than what they have on the other side, who will get banged up Amari Cooper and Trey White. So, Davis White, that is. Yeah, Michael Gallup, I think, at 8,000. It's just a bargain here. You're getting him for a similar price point as Randall Cobb and Cole Beasley. You're getting him cheaper than Devin Singletary on this slate, cheaper by a wide margin than John Brown. I don't agree with it. I think, honestly, if Michael Gallup was priced at the 9K price range, I would still like him. 8,000, I think a huge bargain. So my three yeses are Zeke, John Brown, and Gallup. Now, two of my maybes, where I'm going to have about 10 of them here. Uh, Dak Prescott at 10,800. He is the quarterback I prefer in the slate. Buffalo ranks third in pass coverage, and they rank 12th in pressure. But I think it's a little bit skewed because of how good Jadavious White has been. So they rank third overall. But obviously, if you just don't throw to that side of the field, it's going to be a little bit better. Uh, much worse cornerbacks like Love, Love You All So we talked about on the opposite hash marks. And they're secondary in the safeties. They're average. So a lot of it's skewed by Jodavius White. Now, it's still a great secondary, but Dak has been the number one quarterback in efficiency ratings and effectiveness this year, according to some of the football outsider efficiency stats. Uh, Buffalo is 12th in pass rush, which is concerning, you would think, right? Top half of the league in pass rush. But Dallas, based on how good their offensive line is, they have a positive 23% pass blocking advantage. So 23% higher than average, even against a top half of the league pass rush. So what that says is he's just gonna have so much time here as Dak to throw the ball. And a guy who's already been efficient, not making a lot of mistakes, now has even more time to throw. Yeah, even if Amari gets taken out, by a guy like Jadavious White, I still like the weapons of Randall Cobb in the slot. Really, really like Michael Gallup on the outside. Zeke out of the backfield. Jason Witten and Blake drawing tight end combination. I prefer Dak at a similar price point to Josh Allen, who is next up on the list. Uh, again, prefer Dak here for $200 more. You're going to get more rushing upside out of Josh Allen. More red zone usage in terms of his legs for upside there. Dallas, though, ranked 13th in pass rush, and that continues to improve. And then 7th in coverage which has been very optimal for them in the slot. Jordan Lewis over the six, last six weeks has been fantastic. Their safeties have been fast. Xavier Woods getting healthier over the past month, month and a half. And Byron Jones is always strong on the outside. So yeah, secondary is a speedy secondary, fast defensive backs. Uh, Josh Allen here, 10600 for $200 less than Dak. I'd rather Dak if you're going to roster a quarterback. On this slate with so many viable running backs and pass catchers. I think there's probably two, three viable pass catchers from maybe each team. I'm at least two. Each running back is in play. I wouldn't say that it's a guarantee that you need a quarterback. You usually need one about 85% of the time. If you're going to pick one, I would go with Dak personally. Devin Singletary is at maybe $8,400 here, 70% of the snaps in the past four or five weeks straight. He has a plus 9% run blocking advantage on this slate, so a positive one. And Dallas is struggling with versatile backs. You still see Singletary only out touching, though, every single week. Frank Gore by like four or five carries, even though he's playing almost more than double the snaps of Frank Gore over the past month, month and a half. So. 8,400 for Singletary, I think, is a fair price point. I think I can confidently in this matchup project him for overall touches around the 17, 18 mark range, which on a showdown slate at 8,400 is a fair price point. Slightly prefer Gallup, though, in that same range. Now, getting down to this 5K range, there's one player in the 5K range. His name is Jason Witten. There is nobody in the 6K range. Nobody, right? So when you have one player in the 5K range, nobody in the 6K range, and the only players in the 7K range are Cole Beasley and Randall Cobb, Cobb being towards that upper range at 7,600, Beasley at 74, you're just going to land on more Jason Witten. So he's not that interesting. 31.2 routes run per week over the last month is really good for a tight end. You'll likely get five to six targets out of this type of a guy. So it's a steep price point of 5K for, what, three receptions for 35 yards more times than that out of him. You're pretty much paying for a glorified kicker, but obviously he has the red zone usage. He's running a lot of routes. And at the end of the day, he just has so much upside as a car opens it up. He just has so much upside, um, really not upside, I would say. That's the wrong word, but I would just say he's just going to be used more. Like He's going to fall into lineups if you're using a generator because he's at 5K and the slate has nobody in the 6K range. Only he, He's the only guy in this 5K range, so he's definitely interesting to me because he kind of fills a lot of cogs there for you. Dawson Knox, I think a lot of people might go to him. Um, Not a lot of people will know his name, so maybe not. But I think a lot of people who just follow fantasy loosely will go to him because they've seen him score a touchdown or two. But look, he's overpriced. He's playing 70 plus percent of the snaps in back-to-back weeks and three out of four weeks. But he's overpriced for a guy averaging two and a half receptions and 28 yards per game in those high usage spots where his usage has come up. That's where he's been when he's at peak usage, taking Tyler Croft's job playing 70 to 30 percent of the snaps. So you're going to get, if he doesn't score a touchdown, five fantasy points out of this guy. On a good day, five fantasy points. You'll get three receptions for 20 yards. So it's not really a spot that I want to go to. I have him marked here, though, because I wanted to mention him. People will say, oh, he's a sneaky play. No, he's overpriced. If Dawson Knox is $2,800, i would say he's a nice price. But you're going to get kickers outscoring him. If Dawson Knox doesn't score a touchdown, every single time these kickers are going to score eight to nine points, they're going to outscore Dawson Knox. He just does not be—Titans are not used in this offense all that much, uh, and neither is he as a rookie tight end defense i think i like the cowboys defense if i'm picking one josh allen has been prone to making mistakes you get a decent size home favorite defense in the cowboys 4200 right around the kickers they have more upside because they can score touchdowns of course they just have more opportunity so defense is okay both kickers is usually what i'll say here kickers are fine i recommend just rostering one at most if you're going to roster one i think steven Hauska is actually a nice one two hundred dollars cheaper they have similar props on the season Frank Gore at three, 3 you'll likely see around 30% of the snaps, eight to 10 total touches for him. More times than not, he'll finish with maybe one reception and 35 total yards. So I'm not thrilled about it. He's like the last guy that makes this list of interest for me at 3,200. Uh, he's just cheap, but I think you have a better cheap play here. Isaiah McKenzie's $1,000. He's firmly the wide receiver to on Buffalo now. He's running just as many routes as John Brown over the last three weeks. He's playing 70 plus percent of the snaps over the last three weeks. You have Robert Foster, who was never really going to take McKenzie's job, but blew out his hamstring last week after catching his second pass of the season. So $1,000 a McKenzie, the guy's going to run 30 plus routes in this game. He'll probably see five to six targets. That's just too cheap. He'll get a lot of Byron Jones, which is a worry. The best cornerback, in my opinion, at least on the outside, the best cornerback. Jordan Lewis has been very good in the slot for the Cowboys, but the best cornerback on the outside, probably overall best cornerback is Byron Jones. So he'll see a lot of him, which is scary, but $1,000 is too cheap to ignore. Honestly, he's very close to being a yes on this slate and becoming my fourth. Yes. By the end of it, Amari against Shredavious White, Tradavius White has held Odell, Cortland Sutton and Terry McLaurin three quality receivers one star in Beckham a breakout second year player in Sutton and the rookie of the year in terms of wide receivers this year in McLaurin and top like six rookie in the entire season he's held them all to nine catches total for 81 yards nine catches total for 81 yards in shadow matchups he only gave up I believe it was five catches for 80 or five catches for 80 yards to Devontae Parker. But 51 of those yards to Devontae Parker was on a play where Tredavious White fell. He just like tripped and that's where you get that. So otherwise, it was four catches for 30 yards. He's been fantastic in shadows. He'll shadow Amari, who's been struggling with a knee and ankle injury, and it's very much been prohibiting him. So I'm just not going to get to Amari at 8800 It's a reduced price point, but brutal matchup. And Amari is clearly injured on a short week now. I'm not getting there. Randall Cobb is overpriced at 7,600. It's a steep price tag for a guy with a low A dot, low air yards. He's not going to come out of the slot, even if Amari is banged up. They'll put more Tavon Austin, Cedric Wilson maybe on the outside. So no Randall Cobb inches here at this price tag. Teron Johnson, slot cornerback for Buffalo, has been solid. Only 18 receptions all season long, so less than two per game. And only 128 yards all season long, so less than 13 uh, yards per game. Right around 10 yards per game he's given up, which is very good. Cole Beasley, two priced up, 7,400. Brutal matchup against Jordan Lewis, who has been mentioned a couple of times in this video. He's been a top five cornerback in the last six weeks only 10 receptions for 142 yards all season long for jordan lewis in the slot he was didn't play one game so he's only giving up one reception for 14.2 yards per game this year also as a pick you're likely going to get at best Cole Beasley's four reception 40 yard game and that's a steep price tag to pay for that Blake Jarwin's just running about 11 routes per week since uh, Whitney continues to be healthy Whitney continues to play 80 plus closer to 90 percent of the snaps every week no interest in Tony Pollard at 2600 too steep of a price point for a guy who's going to see like three to four touches at best probably more so two and 10 to 15 percent of the snaps at best Tavon Austin's playing wide receiver four snaps in the low 20s. He'll probably run five or six routes. I don't think it's worth $800. And Tyler Cross playing 25% or less snaps, running around seven routes per week now that Dawson Knox has taken his job. Honestly, I can't believe, and I'll say it once again, Isaiah McKenzie at $1,000 is way too cheap. Firmly the wide receiver two. He might only see five targets catch two balls. He's only averaging 16 yards per game over the last month, which is obviously the concern, but he's seeing about two and a half receptions per game over the last month. And he's seeing 16.3 yards per game over the last month. That's not good numbers, but what that's coming out to more times than not is like five or six fantasy points for the guy, and he's only $1,000 on a showdown slate. I'm going to make Isaiah McKenzie right now my number four yes. So my yeses, once again, for the audio listeners, Ezekiel Elliott, John Brown, Michael Gallup, and Isaiah McKenzie, my maybes right now and guys I have interest in, but not going to have as much priority around. Dak Prescott, Josh Allen, Devin Singletary, Jason Witten, Dawson Knox, Cowboys defense, Brett Maurer, kicker for Dallas, Stephen Hoshka, kicker for Buffalo, Frank Gore. So that is it. Hopefully this video helps. $100,000 first prize pool. Hopefully you're watching this early or maybe right before um, the slate starts, but I appreciate it. Get this video out to everybody uh, on Wednesday afternoon. Hit the subscribe button before you leave. Check out my Patreon exclusive podcast. Be sure to follow over on Instagram, linked up down below. Salvetry, if you can't find it in the description. Towards the bottom of the description, click show more in the uh, YouTube description, or you can just find it by scrolling in the in the podcast description. But you'll, if you follow me there, I'll put up a story on Wednesday and I'll tell you where you can get the free game-by-game notes each team's game-by-game game notes, each player that I think is viable for the entire slate, whether it's showdown or also the three-game slate. Follow me on Twitter at SalvatoreDFS. Patreon-exclusive content below. Subscribe button before you leave. Five-star rate interview on the audio version if you got any benefit from this video. I do appreciate that. Comment down below. Who do you think is the best value on this entire slate? Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great Thanksgiving. Peace out.